Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. The Great Resignation, that's a term that we've heard a lot over the past year. Another term which was coined in May 2021 described the phenomenon when workers quit their jobs after deferring their decisions to do so early on in the pandemic. Now, there's a reason why I'm bringing this term up today again, because the hiring scene is what we're going to talk about on this segment. Now, according to Statista, the global executive search industry grew some 17 billion euros between 2012 and 2021. But really, how sustainable is this trend amid the current state of the global economy and what does it mean for headhunters? Also, what does the ongoing series of tech layoffs, banking crisis in the US and Europe mean for companies in the executive search industry? Now, our guest for today is from the Edge Partnership, a headhunter specialising in areas such as banking and finance, information technology, and they're going to tell us all about that. Now, Sam Belger, Managing Partner at Asia Pacific, and Catherine Ho, Executive Director, Corporate Governance Financial Services at the Edge Partnership, joins us on the show. Well, Catherine and Sam, welcome. Thank you so much, TNTN, for having us. Thank you for having us on the show. Great to have you guys on as well. So before we get started, proper Sam, uh, we've briefly touched on this, but appreciate if you could share with us a little bit more about the Edge Partnership, your value proposition and business model. Also, who are your customers? What type of workers are they seeking in terms of industries and seniority? Sure. So um, in terms of the Edge Partnership, so we're a 10-year-old recruitment business. So mm-hmm. we, were, we were established in, in, in 2013. Um, so a few years after the, the financial crisis, mm. um, initially with offices in Singapore and Hong Kong, um, focusing upon, um, I'd say, more the white collar um, banking sector. Mm, um, right. So recruiting across corporate functions in banks. Um, so we specialised in placing accountants in finance, corporate governance across audit risk and compliance, mm. um, the COO operations space. And then we subsequently branched out into other areas, um, both geographically, but also in terms of the functions that we cover as well. Right. And so what is the current scale of the Edge Partnership? You talked about some of the geographical markets you are in as well. How do you position yourself in the global executive search industry in those geographies? So we're, we're a very Asia-focused recruitment company. Mm. So, so initially, we set up in Singapore and Hong Kong, uh, obviously two big financial centres. We then expanded into the India market. Um, so basically, we try and work with um, larger financial institutions um, in the onshore markets in Singapore and Hong Kong. And then we also work with them in terms of their service centres in India. So we have offices in Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Hyderabad, mm. Mumbai, Delhi, yeah. Bangalore, and also Kuala Lumpur in, in Malaysia. Mm. Um, in terms of our, our sort of impact upon the overall global recruitment uh, sector, you mentioned it was 17 billion US dollar. Um, I would say that we're, we're a small fraction of that in terms of the, mm. the, the size that, that we have. Um, <laughs> but we have yeah. about 70 plus recruitment pro- professionals across those, those markets. Mm. Um, so in our areas of focus, we'd like to say we're, we're, a, we're a mid-sized player, I guess, in terms of the, the Asia market. Right. So Sam and uh, Catherine, feel free to jump in as well. I do Mm. want to talk about the wider business environment you guys are in. According to Statista, which bring up that number again, the global executive search industry estimated to be worth 27 billion euros in 2021, which is 17 billion euros higher. I understand you don't quite agree with that assessment. So um, what is your assessment and what's feeling growth so far? How sustainable is that? So um, I do agree with that assessment. Sorry. So I, th- I think the industry could could easily be, be that size. Um, and in terms of the the scale of growth, I guess mm. from 
2012, that was coming out of the, yeah. the, the, the GFC, so yep. the financial crisis, uh, where I think the recruitment sector would have shrunk quite significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you saw the market expand very significantly yeah. after that, um, particularly in the, in the US markets. It's been, it's been pretty huge. Um, and then more recently, in the past 18 months, mm. um, you've seen another big surge yeah. uh, post-COVID. Mm. So the great resignation last year, it did, it did happen. Um, it was quite significant. Um, and that obviously does fuel hiring and, and I guess, the recruitment sector in general. Mm. Any points to add, perhaps, <clears throat> Catherine? Yeah, I think the, the great resolution um, is it's, um, triggered by a few factors. Right? Obviously, it's the COVID. Um, a lot of people maybe uh, have been very stressed out, you mm. know, while working at home, uh, long hours. Um, and, and some of them, you know, probably, um, you know, they feel that they're underpaid. Um, so with, with that, they may want to take a break. So they resign. And then uh, some of them actually been um, able to find jobs and that able to, to provide them with a large an upside, like mm. 20-30% jump uh, in some of the areas that we hire. So um, it is a couple of factors that, that mm. trigger the great resignation that we're seeing globally. Right. And here's a second question for you both mm. as well. We talk about that jump, you mentioned 20-30% and you mentioned an increase in employment uh, mm. as we sort of emerge out of COVID. But what's happening with the global economy right now is we are seeing rising rates. We are seeing layoffs with tech firms. More recently, we are seeing... Um, What's going on with Silicon Valley Bank, Credit mm. Suisse as well? What yeah. does it mean for you in terms of the talent available? Are people looking for jobs or are people now starting to hold on to their jobs? I think that you will, you, you will tend to find in, in times like this, people will be less opportunistic. So mm. people that would kind of change mm. jobs if something good came along will probably stop looking. Um, but as you mentioned, um, some of the big global impacts like Credit Suisse over the weekend, yeah. um, then obviously people at Credit Suisse will be very actively looking for, for a job. Yeah. Um, so I find it's, it's very rarely binary. Um, mm. So it's, um, you know, banking may be affected, but for many firms out there, they will see um, Credit Suisse going through this situation as an opportunity for them to mm. expand their headcount, uh, mm. AUM market share and those kind of things. So. So yes, you may see people being more cautious, um, but I think you'll also see lots of firms trying to use this to, to also expand and grow their market share as well. Right. So if you're seeing one side of the business, I'm just yeah. thinking aloud, like let's say companies being more opportunistic, trying to get maybe workers from their um, perhaps uh, competitors, Competitor. right? Mm-hmm. And on the other end, you have workers trying desperately to hold on to their jobs. How would you sort of level that to ensure that you have enough supply for those companies trying to tap this opportunity? Um, so I think that um, in, in times like this, it can become more, more challenging. But what you'll mm. also find is, is um, the perception of companies changes quite a mm. bit. So, so um, let's say the tech industry, for example, the likes of Meta, um, Google and those kind of things have, yeah. have always been companies of choice um, mm. over the years. Um, but I think now uh, if they recover and when they hire again, they will be, it'll be harder to get people to go and join them. And in fact, we've got people from the tech industry now trying to get into the banks uh, and those kind of areas as well. So I think it, it kind of works both ways. Hmm. So what does that mean for the Edge partnership as a company when it comes to you know getting workers on your platform, hmm. getting them ready and making sure that they are right fit for the companies that are coming on board? So I think that com- companies normally normally come to us when they're struggling to find people on, on their own. So yes. they would mm. obviously spend time to source candidates and then they would come and pay a, yeah. a fee for a recruitment company <laughs> to take that, that, that off their hands. Yeah. Um, and so 
more specialised recruitment firms like ourselves, where we have very dedicated areas of specialisation, be it front office, be it market risk, be mm-hmm. it finance, or those kind of areas. Yep. Um, we, we, we have to be good at finding talent in um, other industries that could, be, could have a transferable skill set yep. um, that we can market into those companies. Um, and quite often it's finding candidates who are not sitting on uh, LinkedIn or e-financial mm-hmm. careers or job boards, but actually people that we know from our network uh, or we think could be a good fit to transfer into those roles as well. Do you play any role in terms of value adding them for them to move into slightly different industries and roles then? We, we, we do that quite quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think particularly in the past 18 months or so in Singapore more locally, I think the big focus has been on Singapore hiring and, yeah. and developing the Singapore core. Mm. Um, and sometimes where there are less lesser skill sets in those areas, we have to advise clients on other talent pools in Singapore that they could look at that could transfer, transfer into those areas. So quite often our role is to manage a candidate or job seekers' expectations, um, but also open up uh, employers about different skill sets they can look at for the roles they're looking to recruit for. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, earlier on, we did mention about the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, mm. as well as Signature Bank, and some ongoing challenges with Credit Suisse as well. And obviously, people are uh, looking at jumping ship <clears throat> in colloquial mm. terms right now. Do you see that movements? Do you see more people from regional lenders moving towards harder to fill banks right now? And what does it mean for you as a headhunter? Um, I think there, there will always be a certain flight to safety um, mm. when it when it comes to to, um, to this kind of market and. Um, it seems like a lot of the banks are actually fairly secure um, mm. at the moment, or certainly that's the optics behind it as well. Mm. Um, but I think that you will obviously have um, the bigger local banks in Singapore that will be seen as as safer options. They're mm. well yeah. capitalised. They've got Correct. strong balance sheets. Um, so you will see people looking to, to move to those kind mm. of firms. Um, and I think people at, at Credit Suisse, for example, you know, as an example, a more recent example, yeah. will we'll probably, um, you know, look at more safer avenues for them to move into. Um, but we also saw a, a year and a half or so ago with a lot of people joining crypto companies mm. who have now gone back into into banks or uh, kind of safer havens, I guess, um, with that market imploding somewhat as well. So those macro trends have eventually started to trickle down to headhunters. You are feeling it right now. Is it right to express it that way? Um, we're, not, we're not feeling it as, as yet but mm. you know obviously if, if hiring goes down that that mm. impacts everybody um, mm. but um, so so as yet it seems okay in Singapore and I think that some of the cases uh, as you mentioned earlier on haven't mm. impacted upon the financial yeah. system in Singapore itself and um, if that contagion spreads then obviously that will have, have an impact upon not only banks but those that service them so <laughs> that is a possibility I guess further down the track but but for now it seems okay locally. Mm. Well, before I let you guys go, Sam and Catherine as well, what is the number one trend in the global executive search industry? How does that influence the way in which you take the company forward? So I think um, it, it is quite hard to pinpoint one one particular trend. I mm. think it's, it's it's probably the way that companies use executive search firms these days to, yeah. um, to help them not only meet their hiring objectives, but... Um, Another big aspect is is around diversity. Mm. So I think that um, a lot of companies use executive search firms or recruitment companies to help them build greater diversity um, across all aspects of their business too. so I'd say one of the biggest trends that all recruitment companies will be experiencing mm. is is the pressure from clients to really help them achieve their diversity objectives in the um, in, in the recent times. Mm. How does it influence the way you take the company forward, whether it's screening candidates, whether it's broadening the, the way you search for candidates? How does it influence how you take the company forward? Um, so for us, it's, it's be able to advise 
uh, companies about how they can actually achieve diversity and what's realistic in terms of talent pools mm. um, and being able to um, cross-sell um, more diverse skill sets um, or, or profiles into roles where they may not have necessarily have the skill set itself. Mm. Um, but I think for us, having a diverse business is important. So we have a uh, predominantly female business, I'd say, from a gender <laughs> diversity perspective. Um, it's not which, on purpose, okay? Yeah, we didn't do it on purpose. It just happened that way. But that, that, that does help us to, I think, uh, create greater diversity amongst the candidate populations that, that we that we deal mm. with um, so I think for us being a representation of a diverse and vibrant business I think it helps us to, our clients to, to, to recruit and achieve the same mm-hmm. and just one very quick point to add on uh, before we go uh, Sam and Catherine what are some of the edge partnerships immediate plans for 2023? Um, so our, our plans are um, we, we, we plan to grow the business um, this mm-hmm. year. So we're looking to increase uh, our headcount across all of our all of our core office locations by twenty five percent this year. Um, we uh, we also have a very strong team that does non banking recruitment. Um, so they do the more commercial sector, yep. um, and we're, bu- we're building that out quite aggressively this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think for us also, it's um, we, we have a lot of regional clients, and I think really deepening our relationships across India, Singapore, Hong Kong, and Malaysia. Um, amongst our sort of core selection of clients as well. All right. Thanks very much, Sam and Catherine. That was Sam Belcher, managing partner APAC at uh, the Edge Partnership, along with Catherine Ho, Executive Director, Corporate Governance and Financial Services at the Edge Partnership as well. Thanks you both for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.